This is the Horse Radio Network. It's time for the second annual 12-hour live holiday radiothon by Weatherbeta on Cyber Monday, November 28th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., which means it's time for you to get creative. This year, we have over $3,200 worth of prizes to give away all day long. Prizes including bridles, hoof boots, girths, halters, supplements, riding jeans, coffee, flex in forks, and more. Plus, thanks to Weatherbeta, Noble Outfitters, and Redmond Equine, one lucky listener will win the grand prize worth over $1,500. Merry Christmas from us and all of our sponsors. You can enter one of two ways, or you can do both. Send us a voicemail and show off your amazing voice and sing us a Christmas song that you wrote. We especially love other languages. Write a poem about your favorite show, maybe your favorite host, or your horse. Plus a holiday tune with your favorite instrument. You could do that, too. Or tell us about, this is this year's theme, tell us about your fantasy ride. If you could ride or drive any horse from history or current who is currently living, who would it be and why it's called your fantasy ride if you send it by november 8th you will double your entries we'll put you in twice if you get your entry in by november the 8th the second way you can win is by calling in on november 28th and telling us about your fantasy ride we had over 200 calls last year and we want even more this year it's that simple. All entries will be put in a hat for the hourly and grand prize drawing. So go to HolidayRadioThon.com and click the Enter to Win link for all the details. That's HolidayRadioThon.com. Merry Christmas! This is episode 388 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Total Saddle Fit. Kentucky Performance Products, Uncle Jimmy's brand products, and horseware. Today we've got friend of the show, Chronicle of the Horse blogger, Lauren Spritzer, thoroughbred makeover participant, Cedar Potts, and of course, a great Total Saddle Fit trainer tip. Coppler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show with our producer, Glenn. I don't know if we've heard from him in a while. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> how are you guys? Good. Wow. Awesome. We are recording this on Thursday night with the biggest news ever hitting just yes. a couple hours ago. Yep. And, and it's I think social media is blowing up. Who's, who's going to break this news? We don't, we don't really get to break news a whole lot. No, we don't. And you're having Brian's one of the. Brian's getting the wig. Brian's yeah. getting the wig. Brian's yes. getting the wig. I have to say, yeah. you know, we had Mark Bellissimo on, of course, of uh, Tryon fame, and uh, and the head guy, uh, and w- he was on a couple weeks ago when they made the bid, and we, we, you know, we talked to him for 20 minutes, and we went through hotels and all the challenges of having it there, uh, but you know what? I, I, he had answers for everything, and I got to tell you, they have support of the state. If anybody can make this happen in such a short, you know, we worked what six years, Reese, on the first one, mm-hmm. on the tent, yes. on, on wagon Lexington, and mm-hmm. he's got eighteen months. You know, mm. it's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah. if anybody can make it happen, he can. So, yep. 
I'm Agreed. pretty confident of that, actually. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it's going to be a fantastic. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I'm rooting for him 100. percent But it is. It's a lot of logistic stuff, and and I do know that from helping with the WEG here, and it's going to be interesting. But I've only heard good things about Tryon, the facilities. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, and and how fun it is to show there. So. The, I, the, the thing that concerns me is infrastructure and, uh, you know, right. the hotels, restaurants, uh, hotels especially, everything's about an hour away. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that and how they... What well, was his answer, cover. Glenn? Well, he, his answer was very cagey. He said, well, there's 50,000 beds within an hour, and it's more like an hour and a half with traffic, you know? Um, right. So everything, it's not going to be like Lexington, where you're going to be at no. 20 minutes from the, where, whatever hotel you stayed in, you're 20 minutes from the park. That's not going to happen this time. Um, yep. Now, he did say they were buying land to do parking, and they were, you know, they had already thought about all of that, and I guess that had to be in the proposal. Um, sure. But it, you know, it's going to be a different setting because it is very country. And the town of Tryon's like itty bitty, itty bitty. Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, and actually, we're hearing from some of the listeners who one of them's moving to Tryon. And she talked to the lady that was like at the courthouse today or whatever, you know, in town in Tryon, which has a population of 1,600. Um, and the lady was not thrilled. <laughs> Because the locals wouldn't be right. It's just a whole bunch of people coming in there, a little tiny little sleepy town in North Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had that same thing in in Lexington. Um, however, it really did change the infrastructure of Lexington. Yeah, but uh, that's different. Lexington's it's different. just a town of yeah. sixty thousand. This is a town of a yeah. thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, that is gonna be very interesting. And and where do you feed these people and house them and you know, oh, but, but they, they figure out ways to do it. Yeah. He's never been short on money to make things happen. So. Right. And that makes a big difference. And it's not state funded. I mean, obviously when the WEG was here in Kentucky, it's it, the horse parks, a state park. So everything has to run through the legislature In Tryon's case, it's a privately owned facility. So he can just make like, things happen. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just like, make it happen. Yeah. You know, it's a lot different than having, he can hire the 500 people it'll take to put it together in 18 months. Sure. Yep. Sure, so, of course, and he will. Yeah. I mean, he he's done it before, so uh, I think it'll be great. And uh, we're excited because we're so close. <laughs> yeah, well, good. You may have to drive back and forth. <laughs> <to your house. laughs> we're we're uh, we're definitely going to be getting the WEG show back up and running. Of course, we did the World of Question Games radio show for 2010, yeah. and we're much bigger now. You know, obviously, we were tiny. We were a tiny little radio network back then, and now we're one of the biggest ones. So it, it's going to be a whole different ball game this time, and. So we'll be getting that geared up right after Radiothon and and get that back and back up and running. Sure. And oh, then, I love it. We'll and you and Hello will be there, right? Oh well, he'll be a little bit young still. <laughs> I think in Tokyo, uh, he'll be a little bit young still for for. Come wife, on, but, uh, Reese. Maybe I, I, my goal would be to be doing a Grand Prix that year with him. So <laughs> we'll see if we can make that. But the, the wag's a stretch, probably. Okay. All right. I even thinking positively, like that's eh, that's just the reality. <laughs> we just have so much faith in you, Reese. Oh, that's so sweet. That's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun journey when you have a horse like that. Yeah, he would be about two day. or three years if he was two or three years in. Further in, you would be better shape for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So he'll still be a little bit too young. Gotta so. have patience in this game. Gotta have patience. Yeah. 
slow and steady wins the race. It's it's a marathon. So are we allowed yeah, to but... talk about the other thing? Oh yeah, I bought a horse this week, guys. What? Yay! Cute as Yay! a Dickens horse. He is very cute. He's a four-year-old uh, feedback gelding. He's Westphalian. I found him in in Germany. It's actually one of the first German horses I've ever owned. I've mostly had Dutch horses, and uh, I actually found him when I was overseas uh, uh, last month. And it's been um, <laughs> it's the most casual um, horse buying experience ever, which was fun. <laughs> and so there was not a lot of stress. And uh, we're we're looking forward to it. So he's oh he's gonna fly right to Florida though. So I have this new pony, but I don't get him till after Christmas. Oh, I thought you had That's him already. Good, yeah, you have to. No, wait. yeah, I have to wait. He's gonna stay in Germany. It's just you know it's too much to ask a four year old horse to fly to either New York or Chicago and the ship to Kentucky for a couple of weeks, get settled. And then when we head south, so he'll fly right with his whole group to Florida, and I'll pick him up right after the new year. So. Really, really fun. Very cool. Good. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah, good That's job. Fun. Good job. Phil's, Phil's been in, in the process since since I the first day I saw him. So Phil's, been, Phil's known what's going down. So uh, it's really fun. So, so. Now you know, knew how to speak Dutch. Now you have to learn to speak German. Oh, I do. I, I well, I well, she speaks German better than Dutch, so <laughs> yeah. that works out really fine. Bad. I can speak a little bit of German. Not, the German I can handle. That doesn't bother me. Do you know well <laughs> so, in German? Uh, so that's the important one. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> but uh, he his name is Follow Me, and we call him Mikey. So we'll we'll have lots of updates with Mikey as we as we get him. I'm sure once I is get that him, his I'll... legal name? Follow me. Follow me. Yeah, really? very German. It may change. We may have to have a naming contest for him because that's kind of Follow Me. It's just not very German, but uh, we'll see. That's so. okay. Sounds more yeah, like a racehorse name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little racehorse. Yeah, name. follow me. Be a great racehorse name because you yeah. always want him following you, right? So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So follow me is his name, and yeah, so he's very, very fun. So it'll be exciting. I've only met him twice, so it'll be fun to. And you do not him. look too tall on him. <laughs> he's no, he's, no, he's very tall. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully he won't grow anymore. <laughs> he's, uh, I think he's a good seventeen hands, but I'm tall, so. I like to buy big horses so I look smaller. <laughs> it's my strategy. Well, guys, uh, what you have a show today. Is there any other big news? I mean, talk about big news. Oh, yeah, we do have big news. Radiothon coming up. Let's talk about that real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's your big news. Yeah, our that's big news. We're in full planning crazy mode. Trying to organize it. Full planning mode here. I will tell you guys that Jamie and I kind of had a big interview uh, already. Yeah, we we recorded, and we're allowed to say who it is. We recorded George Morris for the Radiothon. Yeah. He's going to be in the lead hour. Uh, we thought we'd start at the top. Um, it was very fun. George likes Jamie. We interviewed him last year on the Horses in the Morning show. My co-host Jamie just play. She's just Jamie, and I think he respected that. And it was a great interview. And this time was the same. So he tells. This is the interesting part. This year's theme for Radiothon is your fantasy ride. So we're going to ask everybody who comes on, uh, listeners, callers, and our, our special guests, about their fantasy ride. If you could ride any horse, alive or dead, from history, who would you want to ride? And George ha- had a very interesting answer for that. So uh, we had about a 15-minute conversation with him, and it was uh, he was all George. So it's... Uh, awesome. Yeah, it, you know, and he, George is one of those... There's a, not a lot of people that transcend all disciplines that everybody knows who he is 
You know, th- there's there's the big stars in driving. There's the big stars in dressage. There's the big stars in eventing. George, you know, obviously is in the hunter jumper world, but everybody knows who George is. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, true. Yeah. That's true. He's one of those people that kind of crosses all disciplines. He tra- transcends the genres. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And I'm scared of him, just even the thought of him. I just, <laughs> but Jamie scared. was a little nervous again, and this was our second time. But George is lovely when you're not taking a lesson from him. Um, well, he's lovely. He's just lovely. So it was a lovely interview. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, awesome. So we're starting with that. We have all we have. uh, I do know that Ali Brock is going to be on that day. Of course, Uh, everybody in in this audience knows who she is. And uh, uh, Olympic bronze medalist from this year. You guys are working on some special guests, too. Yes, we are. I don't think we're keeping it secret. I don't think we can announce them quite yet, but they're going to be very special. Um and we have a whole bunch of other guests that are, that are coming on that day that we have. I don't know if your audience will know who Linda Tellington Jones is um, the, of T-Touch of fame and very popular. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. her. Yeah. She's coming yeah, on. She's going to be in Hawaii and cool. she's going to come on the show. Tell us what the holidays are like in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> and I'm uh, interested to hear about her favorite ride so that she's given away one of her books. And here is what I have to talk about again. I know we're bringing it up, but it's important. You have until November the 8th to send in your voicemail entries. And what we're looking for is you to send us a voicemail with a clever song that you've written, and we've gotten some good ones so far. A poem. We have gotten a couple poems, and you guys are in a couple of them. And Hello even makes an appearance. Yay! Um, So you guys are in a couple of these that have already come in. Send us a voicemail. You can just call us. Send us a voicemail with your favorite ride. Who in history would you, what horse would you like to ride? Uh, whatever you want to send that way is fine. We put them in packages and play them all day long. If you do that, you're entered to win one of the almost $4,000 now in prizes we're giving away that day. We're giving away prizes every hour on the hour. And then at the end of the day, we have it's now up to $1,500 grand prize. Um, it's crazy the grand prize prizes that one person's going to win at the end of the day. And the way you get entered is send us a voicemail now. And if you do it by the 8th, we're going to give you double credit. So you'll be entered twice if you do it by the 8th. And then all voicemail entries have to be in by the 15th. And then you can also call us on that day and call during recent Phillips hour. They're on at noon, noon to one we Eastern time. It. Call it's lunchtime. Yeah. It's going to be live. So yeah. uh, a little tricky. Phil's yeah. already nervous. Yeah. About right. live. But you know what? Wendy it. and I are there with you. Reese is going to be on. It's a party. So it's going to be fine. And we, we would love it's to have a lot fun. of dressage people call in and talk about their, their, their fantasy ride and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, it is a party. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we're going to be live the whole the whole day for 12 hours. And you also get entered to win the prizes if you call in. So those are the two ways you get entered to win the prizes. The more details you know, are on... The ho- host? Yeah, I get to do this. I'm just uh, wondering. No. HolidayRadioThon.com. Uh, you know, <laughs> HolidayRadioThon.com. <laughs> now, the host's uh, <laughs> students can. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to get enough people to do it. Oh, Absolutely. Good, good I'll be idea. afraid of the voicemails slightly. But... Hey, one of our sponsors, Total Saddle Fits, giving away one of their girls. You get to pick Western, English, whatever. 
So he's Best giving away a girth. I'll tell you, um, North Run Saddlery makes beautiful bridal work. And they're giving away one of their bridles. You pick which one up to $200. Um, we, we have halters. We have, we have a, we have a official coffee sponsor of the Radiothon this yes. year. Cowgirl Coffee is sponsoring and they're giving away a $100 uh, pack of coffee. We have saddle pads, Benefabs chipping in. And then, and then of course the grand prizes from Weatherbeta and Horse Lovers and everybody. So, uh, you want to be in this prize pool. <laughs> That's awesome. And you can go HolidayRadiothon.com, click on Enter to Win. It has all the instructions there. Fantastic. Dressage better represent, guys, or you're (laughs) booted next year. We can do this. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Well, it's going to be so much fun, and we're we're really excited to be a part of it this year. November twenty eighth, Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. I love it. Well, right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with blogger and uh, special guest Lauren Spreiser. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was ten years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, tonight I am so happy to have Lauren Spreiser on the show. She's not been on for a while and we've missed her. And she is a blogger for the Chronicle of the Horse and a fantastic FEI rider and trainer. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's so nice to talk to you. I think it's been... Goodness, I don't think we've talked since the winter. That's far Six too or eight long. Months. That's what I was thinking. And I thought, yeah. you know, it's time to catch up with Lauren because she, I mean, you did a season at Grand Prix this year, right? I did. And how did, how was that? How did that go? Well, I learned best by being dropped on my head and rolling around in the dirt, sucking for a while. And so I did that <laughs> for a couple months in Florida. Um, and then I figured a lot of stuff out and it's been an incredibly educational summer, um, a humbling, a humbling spring followed by a very educational and, and also successful summer. And now we're rolling into the USDF finals next week and then on to Florida. And I feel like for the first time I own the test. Yeah, I have this I have this group of wonderful, both amateur and professional students, all of whom did their first pre-St. George this year. And I told all of them, I said, I don't care if you're a good competitor or a nervous competitor. I don't care how ready you feel to take this on. You will spend your first year at pre-St. George basically being held hostage by the pre-St. George. And sure enough, everything, there's, there's, there's nothing new under the sun because my whole first 365 days at Grand Prix, which I've ridden before, just not to this standard um was like i am a victim of this test uh, and at some point in april i i was i was no longer a victim i was at least you know showing up and representing myself in the test and now i i might even have a couple of things under control although now that i've said that i'll probably fall off in kentucky but that's fine no nope, no nope, i am but not that's fine 
That's do fine. not go to the Georgetown Hospital. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, if you if you fall off on my farm, you have to bring in pie. So if I fall off at a horse show, do I have to bring in pie for everyone? Yes. Champagne. Champagne. That's our rule. Champagne. If you're over 21, and it is baked goods. If you're under 21, well, there so you that's go. our rule. Champagne and pie. Champagne and pie. Yum. Actually, that's really good. I like Dude. this idea. <laughs> I love I'm going to stay on the horse though. Please do. Please. That's great. So you're, you're coming here to Kentucky. What are some things you're kind of looking to accomplish in the Grand Prix here? Um, I have, I have really learned a lot about how to show Ella off to her best when she is not bringing a ton of energy to the table. She is not the hottest horse on the planet. Um, and she can be very affected by the environment, which is great when it happens. And, not so great when it doesn't happen. So what I, what I feel like I own now that I didn't own in Florida over the winter was the ability to create energy and show off an energetic and electric horse without showing everybody how hard I'm working to create it. Um, I feel like I have a much more subtle way of inspiring and cultivating forward energy from my horse. So that is, that is what I want to show off in Kentucky. I think that sounds great. I'm like, I may have to do the same exact thing. Not going to lie. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your Devon experience, because I, I've heard from everyone that it was very wild and wet. And, and how did how did your horses do there? Uh, well, Devon is the armpit of the universe because <laughs> it's, it is always just the most absurdly horrendous weather. It is always cold. It is always raining. And it always seems to be cold and raining like by surprise, like all of a sudden, you know, having been very, very warm for the, the weeks and months before. Um, so it really shocks all the horses. Uh, and Devin and I have not had the best history together. I had one very, very solid ride. I, I finished my young rider career at Devin. I got a very good score in the freestyle, having nearly gotten dumped um, the two previous days. Um, and then every time I've been back to Devin, there has been some calamitous disaster. So I really didn't want to go. But Michael Barrison, my wonderful coach, said, you're going, and I find it's best to not argue. So I entered the Grand Prix for the special, and the Grand Prix special, which is normally held on Sunday morning. The Grand Prix is held Friday night. The, the special is held Sunday morning. Surprise! They moved it. They put it Saturday night. So the two things that Ella really doesn't like, shadows and changes of, of light and shadow and oh. umbrellas. So in the rain, in the dark, with the electricity of Devon was maybe not the most relaxing environment for my horse. Now that said, I had the best ride of my life in the Grand Prix special, except for the parts of that were complete train wreck disasters. (laughs) Um, the, The Grand Prix special has a line where you go from extended walk to collected walk and you turn across the ring and you end up facing the long side, which at Devon is this huge, you know, stadium wall with all these people. And on that night, a wall of umbrellas, um, and she was already on fire and she took one look at that wall of umbrellas and just lost it. So the collected walk, which is, I believe times two, no, the collected walk is not a coefficient. The transition to Piaf is times two. Um, uh. and so I got, I got a couple zeros. I got a couple ones. It was, it was calamitous. Um, but she came right back to me and the feeling that she gave me through the rest of the test, a couple of mistakes, um, you know, she was looking at stuff. I blew that change in between the half passes at Canner. Um, I had one idiot loss of balance in the extended trot that was totally my fault and I should be shot. Um, 
but all of those, all of those calamitous things, and it was still a 62, which is not like, woo, a 62, but, you know, to have zeros in it is pretty good. The rest of the work was really exceptional. Um, and the feeling she gave me was really exciting. So other than the death-defying scary parts, it was great. <laughs> Well, that's what I like about you, Lauren, so much is that you're, you're focused on the positive things and not the bad things that happen. And and I think that's very inspiring for all of us to uh, to keep a positive attitude because that's a big venue and a big show. And, and uh, you know, you just move on, right? You keep going. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's true. And I think the other thing that I think that I'm getting from the conversation to you is, is that horses aren't perfect all the time. And even if you're showing Grand Prix and Lauren is a very experienced rider stuff happens and it move on <laughs> like it happens okay fine big venue all of it and then move on so sounds the wonderful like thing about the wonderful thing about grand prix it, wonderful not so wonderful depending on how you see it um there's 31 movements in the grand prix test there's 16 in training level test one so when you blow one sixteenth of your training level test yeah. it's really hard yeah. to rally from that but one out of 31 is recoverable very much so so, Lauren, you mentioned your coach, Michael Barazone, and you also mentioned him in uh, in a particular blog topic. I think it was, what's it called? Through Fire or something yeah. like that. But sort of, you know, it was interesting for me because um, we deal with a lot of stuff as a trainer of people, also somebody looking for a trainer, you know, a mentor ourselves. And you just kind of brought some of that up, um, you know, through the blog. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. I met Michael, I don't know, at a horse show somewhere socially a million years ago, but I was at um, one of those USEF uh, talent search things they don't do anymore, and with two young FEI horses, and I was, I think, 24 or 25, and I was out on my own, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was really lost in the weeds. I wasn't working with anybody. You had Um, some idea. I mean, you were riding. I'm sure you were riding fine. That's very charitable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Michael walks up to me and says, how you doing? I'm good. Fine. Thank you. Those are two nice horses you have. And I said, thanks. And he said, so do you, you know, have a plan? And I said, mm-hmm. not really. No. <laughs> and he said, well, tell me who you work with. And I told him that I clinicked with so-and-so and I would take lessons from this guy every now and then and somebody else when he came into town and blah, blah, blah. And he said, okay, but like, who's your person? And I said, I guess I don't have a person. And he said, look, I don't know you and you don't know me, but you're not doing this the right way. You are talented and you are ambitious and you clearly have some, you know, semblance of usefulness to have these two horses going the way that they're going if you want, I'll be your person and I will never be mean to your clients. I will never try and steal your students. I will never try and take your horses away from you. And I will be there whenever you need me. And I've worked with wonderful people and I've had tremendous help from excellent instructors, but nobody had ever turned to me and said, I'll be your guy. Um, And he's my guy. And not only has that been incredible for me, of course, to be able to have this wonderful resource at my side. Um, but he's, he's got this team behind him, you know, his, his business partner, Vera and his assistant trainer, Justin, and all of the working students were all there for each other. Um, Michael also coaches now Olympic bronze medalist, Allie Brock, um, and being part of that family has just been so, 
such an honor, both personally and professionally. I had, I had a little freak out on my way to Devon, speaking of Devon. And I called Allie and I was like, no, I need you to talk me off the ledge. And she talked me off the ledge for a little while. And she said, Hey, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta call you back. Um, I've, I've just gotten to the airport. And I said, Oh, where are you going? She said, I'm going to Washington DC. I'm going to go meet the president. Allie Brock had time to talk me off the ledge on the way to going to meet the president and (laughs) to be a part of that village, to have that be the model of how I, I try and conduct my business that my students, you know, I'm no Allie Brock. I'm not going to the Olympics anytime soon, but Michael's there for me anyway. Michael flew to Omaha for the, um, uh, uh, brain dying. The, the, the CDI in at Omaha. Yes, the CDI oh, in Omaha. Right. This is the test event for the World Cup final. I got called out there. He got on a plane for me. I needed him, so he got on a plane. Um, and when any of my students, whether it's my high-performance young riders or my high-performance adult amateurs or the lady on the pony who wants to be intro champion of the world, I want to be there for them um, because that's the kind of kindness that I have been shown, and that's the way that. Michael has made his business successful, so that's the way I want to make my business successful. Aww. That's so sweet. I thought that was really good, and I thought it's sort of, it's difficult as a trainer to find a trainer, right? Because Mm -hmm. either they've got They've got people who are, you know, more important than you that they spend more time with, or they're always in Europe, or, you know, just, you know, or or they're trying to get more business for themselves by taking away your sponsors or, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that that's something that um, a lot of our adult amateur, our students don't see how competitive it is for, for us to have clients and to have good loyal clients and, and also to be a loyal client to someone else. So I just, you know, it's sort of, it follows a, a chain, right? And, and uh, I think that's good for people to, to think about and to realize, you know, that we also need help and, and, you know, we need, um, people, good people to help us too. Absolutely. I can't say it better than that. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's true. It's very true. And I, but I think it's always a good to remember, you know, that you need to be someone's person and someone's got to be your person. So that's really cool. I really like that. That's really neat. Yeah, that's a great blog. I read it all the time. It's Actually, good, Lauren, let's be real. Yeah. Everybody, Philip is Lauren's fanboy. So before we <laughs> came on the air, we were, we were talking about Lauren's fanboy. Phil. So, Lauren, <laughs> you have a fanboy. I need all the love I can get. I, I love it. If it's just I think Philip. you're a good writer, too. Aren't, aren't you, like, educated in English? Uh, I have a very expensive public policy and urban planning degree. Uh, okay. Well, you're a good writer. I, I like it. Lauren is a very good writer. A good writer <laughs> and writer. Writer, writer, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Lauren, thank you so much, as always, for coming on the show and sharing your blog and sharing yourself and your horses. We always love having you on the show. How can our listeners find you online? Uh, they can find me online a couple different places. They can find me at spryzersporthorse.com, which is my website. Um, they can also find me on Facebook at Lauren Spryzer Dressage. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at L Spryzer. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Spryzer, but I never post anything, so don't bother doing that. I love it. Lauren, I can't wait to see you next week in Kentucky. Have a safe trip. Thank you. See you soon. This winter grooming tip is brought to you by Horseware Blankets. Joining us are two of the top grooms in the country of Enter Philip Dutton's groom, Emma Ford, and Cat Hill from World Class Grooming. 
And this week's horsewear grooming tip is brought to you by Emma, and we're talking about winter bathing alternatives. So no one wants to bathe their horse completely in the winter when it's a bit chilly. So here are a couple of tips you can do, especially after working out your horse and to get rid of those sweat marks. The first one, if they're quite sweaty, you can use just a mild detergent in a bucket of warm water. And if you add uh, just like a couple capsules of baby oil and then take a towel and thoroughly wipe them down using a circular motion all over and concentrating around um, any of the sweat mark areas, so saddle, girth, ears. A lot of people um, miss their head where the headpiece lies and the brow band. What are we talking about for detergent? Um, we... When we, um, we actually like uh, mild detergents such as ivory. Okay. Any sort of mild antibacterial detergent you can use as well, sort of a dishwasher detergent, basically. And then um, with the two combined with baby oil and detergent, it basically gets rid of the sweat marks, but also leaves the coat, the coat a little bit moisturized without actually getting them really wet down to the skin. And then your second option, and I tend to do this on clipped horses that don't have a long coat. I use either witch hazel or rubbing alcohol to um, towel them off with once they've done their workout. Witch hazel, definitely for sensitive skinned horses. It's much more mild on their skin um, than rubbing alcohol. If you feel your horse isn't clean enough to go on to lessons and you've got some whites, you can, um, rather than washing them, you could add baby powder to their legs so that you're a little bit whiter for your lesson. And it is a hard thing. You never know. Is there a temperature that you go by where you don't bathe underneath a certain temperature with, like do a full bath? You know, when they come in, I just make a decision as, oh, they, you know, they'll dry off quickly if I just use rubbing alcohol or if I just use, um, you know, the detergent and baby oil. It's looking, you know, depends on, I'd say 45 degrees and below, you're definitely looking at just not giving them a full bath. Where can people find out more about you? We are on the internet at www.worldclassgrooming.com. We also have the book World Class Grooming for competition horses. And you can also go on Instagram, which is World Class Grooming. I get all the books uh, that come out, basically. We get them here to review. And most of them I send out to listeners. That one I kept. So World Class <laughs> Grooming, it's on my shelf. World Class Grooming makes a great holiday gift as well. This tip was brought to you by Horseware. Have you ever wanted to own your own Rambo? Well, here's your chance. From October 3rd to November 23rd, receive $50 off any Rambo turnout blanket, including the Rambo Duo, the Optimo, the Original, the Supreme, and all the others in the Rambo turnout line. All you have to do is trade in your old turnout from any brand for a horse in need. Simply visit horseware.com slash trade for more information and fill out the form for the voucher you will need to get your $50 off. The complete list of retailers is at horseware.com slash trade as well. Open to U.S. and Canadian residents only. Go to horseware.com slash trade today and replace that blanket with all the holes for one of the best blankets on the market, the Rambo Turnout. Hello folks, Uncle Jimmy here and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love. The award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls. Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball. The incredible Licky Thing, also in sugar-free. The amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker and the Big Licky. 
The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious flavored filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. Well, we are so happy tonight to have Cedar Potts. She was second place in the Thoroughbred Makeover last week at the Horse Park. Cedar, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, we uh, we were just talking off air, and one of my students saw you show at in the freestyle which was the end of the makeover last week and was so impressed by you and your horse you did a fantastic piaf so of course the night checked the youtube and it was great and lots of fun so we had to have you on the show so we're glad you're here well thank you we had a lot of fun well, well tell us a little bit about your horse and majestic lad how'd you get him what's the story of, of him uh he's a six-year-old off the track thoroughbred and People I got him from, they bred him, they raised him, they raced him. They still have his mother at their farm. And they, I did a little schooling show in August, and then at the makeover, they were there the whole time, um, which was really neat. They kept, they keep supporting him. Um, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. I really, I really like this thoroughbred makeover idea. Can you tell us just, I think we've had people on from previous years, but can you tell us a little bit about, what it's all about, what it's all about, and how do you enter, and and uh, everything to do with the makeover project? Yeah, um, you put an application in in January, and this year I think they accepted 400 trainers, and Oof. from you can you get a horse anytime you want, but it ha- can only have 15 rides um, before January 1st, since it's last racing. Um, either timed workout or actual race. Um, So that just keeps everybody on the same page. And then you have until October to train it. And there's 10 different disciplines you can compete in, which is really cool. Um, You can compete in up to two. So I did the dressage and the freestyle. But what what I found really neat about... Sorry, what um, what are the other ones? Do you remember all 10 of them? uh, There's polo. There's barrel racing. There's uh, working ranch. Competitive trail, eventing, hunters, jumpers. I think that might be it. And dressage and freestyle. Excellent. So what's the freestyle? Is it for anybody or it's not like freestyle, what we would say? Can, it, yeah, it's not your typical like dressage freestyle. It's whatever you want. Um, awesome. So a lot of people did, you know, shotguns, use tarps, different things to show off what their horse can handle. And there were a couple of dressage-type freestyles, too. I love it. And, and that's what, what level, I chose to do. Yeah. What level in the uh-huh. dressage do you compete at? Um, well, the dressage, it was training level test two. That's what everybody did. Perfect. I love it. At the, so, at the makeover. Yeah. So, te- so you got Majestic Lad, and, and when, did you, when did you get him? I got him at the end of February. 
Oh, wow. So you didn't even have the full time to train him. No, which it's kind of cool. If you can get your horse early, you can do as much groundwork with them as you want. Okay, you just, you just can't, can't. You have, just can't be riding them. You just can't be riding them. Yeah, got it. And where do Which where do you go me, to find the entry? Uh, how, the retired resource project. Okay, so keep, so anybody that's interested could go to retiredracehorseproject.com and find the rules for. I think for it the might event. be dot org, but yeah, yeah. Yep. Fantastic. If you Google it, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. So you, you enter, your, your, your entry has to be accepted, then you can start training, yeah. then you enter mm-hmm. the horse show in two events. And so what was your feeling kind of going into the horse show? Uh, I was just excited to have made it because a lot of people <laughs> didn't. There were only about 300 that made it out of the 400. So I was just excited that we'd gotten through, you know, feet issues and other issues and we were ready to go. I was just going in to have a good time and, you know, have the best experience possible for him. And what what are the qualities? Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are the qualities yeah. of, of the horse that you were training that made him, um, you know, that made him so rideable? I mean, how did you, how did you decide that this was a good plan for him? Uh, I'd say two things, his natural balance. And the other thing is how connected he is with people. We went to see him on a Saturday, and that Monday when I went back to work, my boss and I, we both said, we need to get this horse. Because he just, when I went to see him, the only place they had for me to work him at all was in a round pen. It was inside a pasture with a two-year-old filly. And the filly came and, you know, was badgering us from outside the round pen, trying to get attention. And he just stayed focused on me the whole time. And uh, he'd been on you know, rest from an injury. So he, that meant even more, but he stayed focused and wanted to interact with me rather than the other horse. Oh, that's fantastic. And so that probably carried on once you got to the horse park, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think he gets a little security from his people. So, um, it was really neat by the, he was a little wired when we first got there, but by the end he was super relaxed and comfortable being around everything oh that's fantastic so what's your next step with him i'd like to keep showing him maybe if i can find places to do demonstrations i might be able to do that too Um, awesome awesome well cedar thank you so much for coming on and explaining the retired racehorse project i hope that uh, this sparks somebody's interest you know we have a lot of horses uh you know thoroughbreds here in central kentucky and and there are throughout the whole united states and i hope this kind of spurs our listeners on to want wanting to learn more about it so thanks so much for your time tonight well thank you for having me This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, what is our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week this week? Well, I got a question for you, Reese, and we did not pre-prepare this for no, once. This so, is uh, <laughs> maybe we'll uh, we'll figure something out here. Okay, um, I like it. I was going to ask you, what do you think about Riding your students' horses at a show, you know, like in the warm-up before they actually ride their test. Have you done it? Do you do it? Do you have something against it? Talk to me. 
you know what I I personally now I will I I have had one student that had um it was actually before paradressage got pretty popular um that particular horse and rider combination I did ride um but other than that I do not ride horses at the horse show for my students uh and that's just a personal thing I feel like if you go to a horse show you should be able to ride your horse now I mean taking out any kind of injury situation or something, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Other than normal. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of in, in, sort yeah, of personal of situations. Personal, yeah. You know, that take that out. But, you know, I feel like if I am and you're there to horse show, our, my job as your trainer is to, is to have you uh, ready to go. And, and that's how you learn. I think sometimes, yes, if, if I get on and prepared the horse, a lot of times, uh, yeah, it may go better. But once you get into sort of the international ranks or the young rider ranks, um, nobody can be on that horse um, when, from the time you right. get on. Right. I mean, there are rules preventing it yeah, in, in these situations. And, and, and the regionals yeah. and at the national finals. So, I right. I mean, personally, Phil, I, uh, me as a trainer, I, I do not. I really, really try to get my riders to be self-sufficient. And I also try to get them so that, you know, as much as I want them to need me, I also want them to feel confident to go to the horse show uh, without me or if something happens or, you know, one time my, my husband's grandmother died and I had to not go to the horse show and, and, you know, people were able to, to do it. I, I, I couldn't go at a personal thing go on. So, um, that's my take. How about you? I, it, it's definitely a hot topic. So no wonder yeah, I, didn't I tell yeah, me. I, you know, sort of see it and, uh, I've done it. Um, I think, um, like you said, I think it's very much an individual situation. Sure. I think, you know, it can definitely be, uh, a step along the progression of showing your own horse, you know, because for sure we've both done this is shown horses for, for owners who yep. would like to eventually ride their own horse sure. at a show. So I was thinking about it. I say, you know, it sort of is a more natural progression to go from that to then just you warming up the horse and then the, and then the rider can get on. I mean, I think because uh, not so much for the horse situation, but for the individual, for the rider, I mean, you know, there are some people who are just very, very nervous about mm -hmm. showing, especially sure. if it's uh, a new horse to them or a young horse or whatever. And I think, you know, that's totally fine. And I, and I think I would do it. And I think I don't have a real um, issue with it or a problem with it. But it has to be a progression yes. towards the Toward, end goal and, and of, I agree that. you know, it, I'm going to do this for this show or I'm going to do this for the next two shows. But you're getting on that horse, you know, at some point before the end of the season sort of situation. And I think so. that brings up a good point. And, and that is, you know, we're lucky in Florida and in Kentucky, we have a nice local circuit. Um, so myself personally, I, sorry, I was kind of going at it from a USDF rated show point. Yeah. Um, there are times, sure, at, at, you know, at a local show level, I feel like if you're going to go to a, a USDF show, I, I feel like at that point you should be able to ride your horse and get on it. Um, but for sure at, at a local show or, you know, I'll ride it or we'll do non-compete. We'll go to a lot of shows. You know, we yeah. do that. We have some local winter shows that you can go and, and you can non-compete. So I agree with that. Like definitely if there's a, um, there should be a progression, but once you get to sort of a recognized show, I, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a stickler. I can, not that I think it's cheating when someone does it, because you still have to get into the ring. But, you know, again, I'm, I'm into this to, to educate my riders and uh, have them really learn and, and that type of thing. So, 
Yeah, you I know, think I we're on the same. I think we're on the yeah. same page with that. I mean, we're yeah. both. You know, um, we only have so much time. I mean, we both have a lot of riders to to try right. and split your time between, and and I think that if there's a rider that's going to um, take that amount of time while you have five other people to see, maybe it's best to to plan a separate show out for that mm-hmm. rider horse situation to be able to spend a lot of time with them and and make sure they have a good experience and, and all of that. Um, yeah, it's interesting because you see it quite a bit. Some you, yeah, you see do. some trainers Cheap that do it a lot. Yep. And you know, I, I'm you know kind of kind of cool with that. Where I don't like to see it is sort of in the upper levels. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I think like you know, this is it's not okay. But training right. level, you know, maybe yeah. even into a little bit first level, I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, because it is about confidence, right? And we're all trying sure. to be confident and, enough to get yeah. into it and get into the ring and. And and I'm and I'm sure I'm my my upper level you know my third level fourth level riders would love to have me sit on the horse warm it yeah. up and get it ready and then they would love then it. I'm just on, not doing it. I'm, you know I'm I'm sure they love that situation but I, I'm not sure what that's what it's about right. you know and, and no, I, I think we have a very similar philosophy mm-hmm. on on that so yeah yeah and I guess this is less of a trainer tip than sort of a trainer discussion today discussion on whether we do and and you know the other thing is if if your rider is really nervous you know that that does like you said that does take some extra time and 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 that really takes some extra like why are we doing this like you know that that takes <laughs> well, like hey yeah. let's sit down and, and talk about that and that's maybe another tip for another day but um you know, if you're you're super super nervous at a horse show, then we I really would we would we would hit the local circuit hard and and get you over that being super super nervous. So, absolutely. So cool. Well, well I'm sorry I, I just it. threw that on good. you, but uh, no, 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 that, that was good that was a. I like it. Phil's keeping me on my toes, everybody. I like it. <laughs> well, as always, you hey, can find hey guys, wait a minute. One thing sorry, before but... we go is yeah. that. Uh, this was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit. And tell everybody why they want to win the Total Saddle Fit girth on Radiothon Day on November 28th. Philip and I, we're not kidding. Like, this is a fantastic girth. I, we really don't, uh, we, for, for you guys, we really always like to tell you about products that we use ourselves every day. And let me tell you what, the Total Saddle Fit girths, all of the different models, I, I use them every day. And I really put them to the test every single day and uh, i'm not kind to them as if anyone heard before a lot of times we just hose the curse off and then saddle soap them uh justin was not so thrilled about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think you love that idea did not like that comment that i i said that but that's real right i mean we're real we're real horse trainers this is what we do every day and we get to come on and, and chat with you guys so we really do believe in these products and i use them every day i i even um changed hello to the elastic girth uh this week he he just was, uh, you know, just maybe a little girthy. Like I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And, and I tried that elastic girth and it has made a huge difference for him. I was also, his other girth was a little bit big. So I was like, Oh, I'll try this one. Justin sent it to me. Uh, and I was using it on Denali and he had a little fat. So I changed it to hello and unbelievable. Like that's, I, and I really that's, do. that's the, uh, stretch tech shoulder relief girth. That's yeah. one of his newer girths. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hello really likes it, and it and it seems to be helping helping. So uh, it's really really good products, and we really do mean that. And they're very reasonably priced, and we have one now in every size. And uh, we really appreciate Justin yeah. and all his support. But really, these are great products, and he's awesome and isn't, answers. Isn't the uh, Stretch Tech the one that has the interchangeable liner too? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got the liner. That that's why she's hosing it off because she has that nice neoprene liner. Neoprene, <laughs> like zzz, I just zip it off. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Good. I mean, uh, I'm out there teaching lessons, doing some clinics, and and people, you know, like, oh, what do you think I should do about this or that? And I and I say, I know, like, they're a sponsor of our show. I say, but this is a product I really, you know, really believe in, and it's easy to plug because I know if they get it, they order it, they're going to be happy with it. So. Um, you know, we plug it on the show, but I plug it in my sort of yeah, everyday too. life too. Yeah. Me too. Well, get your voicemails in for Radiothon or call us that day and you'll be entered to win. We're giving away one of those girths. You can choose either the Western or the English version and up to, we're up to $150 and we're going to give away away at the dressage hour. So. That's so cool. Oh, love it. You get it for free. I mean, that's even better, right? That's even better. Totalsaddlefit.com is where you find them. Well, everybody, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me best probably on Facebook or my email as philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a great show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, next week, everybody, I will be at the U.S. National Finals. Um, so I will give you a firsthand look on what's going on. And keep your heels down and your shoulders back. And we'll talk to you next week.